Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Kofi Coburn is leaving Illinois. Johnny Juzang is leaving UCLA. But the big one is the big man down in Lexington. The reigning national player of the year, Oscar Shibway. He's coming back to Kentucky. And because of that, you're getting an emergency podcast situation right here Wednesday, April 20th. Oh, it's 420, bruh. Someone hit the siren, man. I can't even believe it. Hey there, Gary Parrish. It's Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. If you're watching live on YouTube, please smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. You got consent when it comes to the like button. By now, you should know you always have consent. Dead leg. Big day in the sport. Kofi Coburn announced he's done at Illinois. Johnny Juzang announced he's done at UCLA. And Oscar Shibwe, the reigning national player of the year, announced he's returning to Kentucky for at least one more season. That makes him the first national player of the year to return to college since Tyler Hansborough did it back in 2008. In 2009, following season, he led North Carolina to a national championship. We'll get to Coburn and Juzang in a bit, but let's start with Oscar. Two questions. What does it mean for Kentucky? What does it mean for college basketball? Um, well, first of all, trivia time. Okay, let's go. Tyler Hansbrough is the most recent one. Who's the most recent one before Tyler Hansbrough to return as the national player of the year? Leaky Black. Do you have a serious guess? Can we get it in the live chat as we're going? Please do smash the like button if you haven't already, please. When do you think before Hansborough, the most recent national player of the year to return was uh, Patrick Ewing? You're in the you're in the ballpark there. Patrick Ewing won in 84-85. He went to the Knicks. Believe it or like here's the here's you know we're doing this because Shibway's a national player of the year. It's big stuff. I don't think people realize you're going to realize right now, unless this trivia time is wrong, which is always on the table. It's always on the table. I think the last time before Hansborough, a national player of the year that returned to the sport was Ralph Sampson in 82-83. Wow. So at least multiple winners. There's been occasional years here. Like, I got to be honest. Right now I'm seeing Dennis Scott won the, won the award in like 90 for sporting news. I don't know if that's the year he left college or not. But we're talking like one at least. Again, there's too many of these damn awards. This is not a, and it makes sense because normally the way this used to go is you wouldn't be good enough to win national player of the year unless you were a junior or senior. And if you were that good, you were off to the NBA. Wouldn't be common for you to be an underclassman, win it, and then have any reason to return to college basketball. So this is huge, highly significant. Shibway was the undisputed national player of the year. And we had a good race, but for the final six weeks or so, that thing was, uh, that thing was his. He had, he had an arm's length on it. And for him to come back, there's a couple of factors, both of which you 
said on CBS Sports HQ, I watched your hit with Chris Hassel as I got ready to podcast up here. And right. yes, um, it's not just because he's not a first round pick. He's not. If he was, he would not be returning to Kentucky. There's also the NIL element of all this that you can get to as well. But this is major to have someone as good and as known as Shibway play at a place like Kentucky and return. We're talking about a reigning consensus national player of the year returning to the sport at a blue blood. And oh, by the way, He's an awesome dude, a wonderful quote, really great for that program, that conference, this sport. Uh, really cool thing. We, we really get this. This is not even a once-a-decade thing anymore. I mean, it is even beyond, beyond that. So for us to have this, um, great news for UK. I don't know if this is going to adjust where you have them in your top 25 and 1 because I think you had them bring them back anyway. This isn't a huge surprise. I did anticipate he return, but now it's official. He'll be back in college basketball. We'll have a few stars, but you can argue that none will be bigger than Shibwe because of uh, his status and what he just achieved this past season. Ever since name, image, and likeness became a reality, there have been some people insisting it would be the death of college basketball. And, um, and I always thought that was hyperbolic slash silly uh, because in truth, um, it can be an awesome thing for college basketball. I never believed it would shake up the order of things too much. One of the things I said for years before this happened was, go look at the recruiting class rankings right now, and then I want you to look at them after we have name, image, and likeness become a reality. And they're going to look about the same. Guess who's got the number one class in 2022? Campbell. And 23 right Campbell. now. No, that's a, somebody on Reddit put that down as a miss. For dead leg on trivia time. That was trivia time. You're just asking aloud. I think you have to announce it as a trivia time before it's That's right. Not a trivia time. That's good. That's a a missed opportunity for me. Um, Like Duke still has the number one recruiting class in the country. Like just like they used to pre name, image, and likeness rise. I never thought it would change the order of things too much. Uh, We'll have some outlier situations, but I never thought it would change the order of things too much. What I did think it would do is this exactly. It keep players in school longer than they would otherwise be in school. To me, there's a lot of issues with college basketball, but the number one you know, in my adult life has been the constant roster turnover from year to year. No mainstream American sport deals with such roster turnover on a year-to-year basis as college basketball. Like if Trevor Lawrence were a basketball player, we would have had him for one year. But because he was a football player and he couldn't enter the draft until after three years of college, you get familiar with him, with his hair, with his girlfriend. You know all about him for multiple years. Okay. I know his girlfriend. Of course you do. Keep going. She's on Instagram. Oh, boy. And um, with on the other hand, college basketball, it's like, oh, wow, look, this Paolo Bencaro guy's great. And then he's gone in a few months. Or Trey Young is interesting. And then he's gone in a few months. Um, you meet them, and then they're gone. Uh, we do three All-America teams every year, and uh, usually maybe one or two, sometimes zero, All-Americans return to college. Because once you achieve a certain level of success, success in college basketball, pre-name, image, and likeness, it's just time to get on with it, whatever that looks like. Well, now it's not. Now, in many cases, you're going to be able to make more money in college than you can make professionally. Now, this is not... The, the circumstances under which Chet Holmgren is operating or Paolo Bencaro or Jabari Smith or Jaden Ivey, those guys are going to be top 10 picks and um, they will and should uh, leave college basketball for the NBA. 
But for guys like Oscar Shibwe, um, and I suspect we'll have a similar conversation in the coming days or weeks about Drew Timmy. For guys who are awesome college basketball players, but not necessarily awesome NBA prospects, if you're at a program like Kentucky, there is a lot more money to be made in college under these circumstances than there is to be made playing professionally. As I pointed out on CBS Sports HQ, um, I, I, this is a big decision for Oscar Shibwe. It's getting a lot of attention, and it should for the reasons you noted. He's the first national player of the year to come back to school in a long, long time. This doesn't happen very often. But the truth is, when you just like you know put it on paper, pros and cons, it's a pretty easy decision from my perspective. If we can agree for the sake of the conversation that Oscar Sheepway was not going to be a first-round pick, at best a second-round pick, and that there was no guarantee he was actually going to be on an NBA roster full-time next season, what he was picking between uh, in, in some ways was uh, life in the G League, uh, maybe back and forth between an NBA franchise and the D G League. That means commercial flights. You're on Delta, connecting in Atlanta, 32, row 32, middle seat. That's the way these guys live. Uh, he's like, not sitting middle seat. They're, they're not dude, I can remember a few years ago when I used to connect in Atlanta every Monday and every Thursday, I would often find my, not often, but sometimes, find myself on flights with G League teams. And it was amazing to me because because the frequency with which I fly, I would, I would get upgraded. So I'd, I would be sitting in first class. And then I would watch. These former college basketball stars walk right past me into the back of a plane, and they are often sitting in middle seats, like six foot ten dudes sitting in the back of the plane in the middle. Then you you fly to some city you probably don't care about, and you play in a G League game that might be streaming, and there's you know two hundred people in the crowd maybe. That's your life. Now 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 contrast it with this life. You're the best player on one of the best teams in the country. You are the face of the sport. You're playing in packed arenas twice a week, national television, every game, chartered flights in the best hotels. What are we even? Oh, oh, and you can make $2 million. Like, what are we even talking about? It's a pretty easy choice. And it is going to end up being a thing that changes college basketball, not in a bad way, but in a good way. Because what it's going to do is keep prominent faces and names in the sport longer than they otherwise would be. Not all of them. But some of them, and some is better than none. Today was a good day for Kentucky, but I think also a great day for college basketball. I mean, I don't know if this is going to be the thing that attaches to Sheboy more than anything because he won't be the only one. Uh, is he going to be the first millionaire college basketball player? No, like, I, would think, board, I, would, I would think I would think there's already. I would think there's already uh, millionaire college basketball players off his earning potential. Yeah. No, I don't think I, like publicize like you know he, he's going to be the first millionaire to play college basketball that kind of deal. I don't know. Well, like, yeah, is he going to make more than? I don't, I don't care who well, makes well, whatever. Well, but like, will he make more than Baycott at UNC? I don't know. But there will be plenty of opportunities there, and because he's actually of foreign origin, I guess uh, there's still some NIL stuff within the state of Kentucky that needs to get worked out. I'm not completely up to date on all that, but there's a real potential that yes, Oscar Sheboy will be a millionaire next year playing at the University of Kentucky. I personally think that's incredible and awesome, and why the hell not? If it should be something that. College sports at large should be bringing out a megaphone and actually promoting the idea that you can become a, a an American sports star at the college level and legally make millions of dollars is a good thing. Repeat after me. We want to have this be promoted. This is actually how you advance college basketball to be a more national sport. 
It's not going to detract people's attention from it. So I just wonder if Oscar Shibway becomes the guy who's like the first one that it's like, who's the first player that really like became a millionaire playing college basketball? Again, all above board, all that kind of stuff. I wonder if it will be Shibway. That's all. Well, I don't know if he'll be the first because there might already be one, right? Yeah, there might. There so might. I don't know that he'll be the first. I know that he will be one. He will be a millionaire college basketball player. And it might be a multimillionaire college basketball player. Um, as I've explained many times, um, these, these programs, especially programs like Connect Kentucky, they've got so much money connected to them, you know, from big um, corporate entities, uh, boosters who have more money than they know what to do with. Um, obviously, at Kentucky, Nike can and probably will be a factor. There's just a lot of places from which to pull money. And um, and this money is now going to legally, in a lot of ways, go to college basketball players. And what I wish, what I hope, I don't care. You know, these, these players can talk about this stuff however they want to. But what I would love is for them to acknowledge this is why they're coming back to school. Yeah. Not just for the for unfinished business or, you know, to be with my brothers. Like, because I, I, because here's why I'm coming back to school, because it is my understanding that I'm going to make a lot of money in college next season. And yes, it's great. We've got unfinished business and yeah, I can't wait to get back in the gym with my brothers, but this is the best job in the world I can get right now. That's the actual way to look at it. What do people do? What do people go to college to do? To, to set themselves up to have the best careers they can have, in theory. Well, the best career Oscar Shibway can have next year is playing college basketball. If the goal is to make as much money as you can make doing something that you like to do. Um, for, for lottery picks, it's probably the NBA. Definitely the NBA. And that's why lottery picks all, almost always go to the NBA. But for guys... Outside of really the first round, unless they know they'll be picked in the second round and given like two-year guaranteed something-something contract, there's more money to be made in college basketball. And that is clearly the motivating factor for some of these guys. And I, I think it would actually be awesome for the sport if they could acknowledge that. And you take this – you stop – you know, for, for so long, and even still to this day, some people want to make this out to be a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's an awesome thing that's going to improve the sport. Like, how many years have we entered a season and it's like, hey, Kentucky's going to be really good. But nobody's seen any of their players because they're just high school guys that, you know, unless you got a 24-7 subscription, you don't have a great knowledge of who they are. Well, now we're going to uh, enter a season and we're going to talk about Kentucky and we're going to have something concrete to talk about. The best player in the country from this past season is going to be the face of one of the biggest programs in the sport. And and I know he prayed on it and all that other stuff, but clearly the main reason, there's two main reasons this is going to happen. A, he's not a top-shelf NBA prospect. And B, and B is more important than A, he's going to make a lot of money doing it. And that's that should be celebrated, not hidden. All right, last thing on... Oscar, before we talk uh, Kofi and Juzang real quick here, Oscar averaged 17.4 points, 15.1 boards last season. He shot 60.6% from the field. His rebound average was the best in the country. He spoke openly earlier in the season about how he wanted to average 20. I still don't think he can get to 20, but taking into account what Kentucky's roster is and what it could grow to be, let's just make a prediction right here. It's, it's 420, bro. Let's just, let's just, let's just talk about the universe. Uh, 
Oscar Shibway over under 20.0 points per game next season. Gary Parrish. Under? I would agree. I will go. Yeah, under. Yeah, not, I don't know how he could be much more awesome than he was. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll take the under, but like, you know, I wouldn't put it I'll at hundred percent. I'll take the under, but I'll say he's over his point. And then over under 16.0 rebounds per game next season. He's, he's only getting better. I will go over. I'll say Kofi Coburn's going to average more than 16.0 rebounds by the end of Co- uh, Kofi Coburn is not going to be in college basketball. <laughs> Did I say Kofi? Yes. We have to edit that. No, no, no. Edit. Keep it in. Oscar Seaway will average better than his. I, I guarantee you Kofi Coburn is going to average less than 16.0. Seaway will average more than 16.0 rebounds per game next season. I go over. So that's a full board more. And again, 15.1 hadn't been done since like 79. You're going over under Sheboy rebound average 16.0. I, I over, I guess. I don't know. Like, go, I, that's right. I mean, I, I guess I just keep going back to how could he be much more awesome than he was last season? Statistically, like he can be on a better team. Um, but like those, those numbers were like, he could be a better player and not have much better numbers because those numbers are just outrageous. I mean, they were, we would look at, he normalized like 20 rebound games. I mean, it was like, what, what is he doing? So he's going to be, I, how about this? He's going to be awesome again. And Kentucky's going to be really good again. You, you, um, you had it right earlier. I have always, since the night of the national championship game, had Oscar Shibway projected back at Kentucky for all the reasons we've discussed. So his decision will not impact the top 25 and one at all. Uh, Kentucky is third right now and behind UCLA and North Carolina. Um, and, and then we wait to hear what Shaden Sharp is going to do. Um, will he remain at Kentucky and play next season or enter the NBA draft? Uh, people I respect still give him a chance to play at Kentucky. Kyle Tucker from The Athletic has reported you know, um, that he's enrolled in school uh, in summer classes and in the fall, like, you know, he could do whatever he wants, but like, I know if I was hundred percent going to the draft, there ain't no way I'd be in a summer class. So uh, I'm leaving open the possibility that he'll be, you know, a Kentucky player next season uh, while uh, recognizing that projected lottery picks. And he is exactly that um, almost never return to college basketball. So like that, that's a real question at this point. What will Shaden Sharp do? But if he announces he's playing at Kentucky, you can make a, yeah, you can make a, an easy case that Kentucky uh, should be and will be uh, preseason number one. Watch this transition. So Sheepway's announcement doesn't impact the top 25 and one at all. But there was an announcement today that will. And we're going to get to that next. But first, God, I hope this is queued up. A word from our sponsors. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do. Like me, taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. 
Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's definitely key for Sutherland. Definitely key for Sutherland. If you're not watching on YouTube, hey, YouTube. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're not seeing the same thing. You're not seeing the same thing that we're seeing. But what we're seeing is a new show on Showtime that actually does look interesting. That that woman, that actor, she does a nice. That's a pretty good Michelle Obama impersonation. Looks like it. Pretty I'll good. Check, I'll check it out. Like she said this one word, and I was like, that sounds exactly like Michelle Obama. So that was pretty good. All right, back to basketball. Two other significant announcements earlier today. Kofi Coburn announced he's done at Illinois. And Johnny Juzang announced he's done at UCLA. The Juzang announcement does impact the top 25 and one. I'm going to update it as soon as we get uh, done with this. Because I have UCLA ranked number one based on Juzang coming back. um, That he now has announced he's not. I will drop them. Which means, as of this moment, in version 5.0 of the top 25 and one, your North Carolina Tar Heels will be the preseason number one team. Spoiling it, huh? Spoiler alert. Um, after the fact. That's a spoiler alert after the fact, which I think. No, you're spoiling it now. No, I, you just spoil it. I spoiled it, and then I gave a spoiler alert. I don't think that's the oh, proper okay. order. I don't think that's the proper order. That's not, okay. that's not the order in which you're supposed to do those things. Even though you're going to drop UCLA for number one, what team is hurt more by the departure? Juzang leaving UCLA. Is UCLA worse off, or is Illinois worse off without Kofi? Oh, Illinois is hurt more uh, for two reasons. One, uh, Kofi Coburn's a better college basketball player than Johnny Juzang. And two, UCLA is enrolling Amari Bailey, who's awesome. And that it doesn't mean that you can't, it, it doesn't hurt you to lose Johnny Juzang. Although there are some people on Twitter I, like tweeting at me, like Juzang's departure is addition by subtraction. Like, I just don't buy that. Um, but but you do have Amari Baylor, Bailey on the way as a five-star scoring guard. And, um, yeah, UCLA is much better positioned to endure this loss than Illinois is to endure the loss of Kofi Coburn. Yeah. Um, I could have seen both of these players returning, and to see them both leaving is not all that surprising. Uh, Juzang, I do believe, will get drafted. Where will be certainly interesting. I think he'll actually wind up having one of the more interesting next couple of months in terms of his journey and how he does in workouts and where teams evaluate him. It will certainly be a fit kind of deal. Uh, I'm not sure. I could see him getting drafted. I could also see him not getting drafted. Uh, the reality of the draft is that once you get into about that 45 to 60 range, a lot of times you're, the agents of these players don't want them to get drafted. They want to actually have the option of where they can go so they can have a better situation from a contract standpoint going forward. Neither here nor there. Uh, no Coburn certainly is is a major ding for Illinois. They're going to take on an entirely new identity next season and also shows, you know, this can be a little bit dispiriting for fans of teams with with more traditional big men 
You know, Coburn last year declared for the draft. He went into the transfer portal and then he returned to Illinois. Had himself quite a season. First team All-American level kind of season. He was a really, really good college player. He would have been a first team All-American had he choose, chosen to return next season. But not the deal. Uh, from for whatever his reasons are, he's just not going to come back. And he might not. He's also like, let's never underestimate. I'm not saying this is a situation with Coburn specifically, but there are, you know, there's no shortage of players that when they go to college, plenty of dudes love college. A lot of guys are like, you know what? School's just not for me. I'm good with it. Year two, I'm out. That's fine. And I'm not saying that's the situation with him, but sometimes this is also a factor. Sometimes players might be like, I can still get paid. I will get paid. I'm just kind of done with this portion of my life there. Coburn was an awesome dude to watch. He obviously helped really turn around a lot of what Illinois was and Underwood's you know vision for that program there. Not having him is significant. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how Underwood does in the portal, how they roster build going into next season. It's not a, you know, it's interesting going into last season, Illinois was considered, you know, top 15 level because it had Andre Curbelo and Kofi Coburn. Now Curbelo's off to St. John's Coburn's off to uh, pursue a pro career. UCLA should still be pretty good. If Juzang was in the mix there, I would would really like their, t- I think, I don't think it's addition by subtraction. Sometimes fans almost get caught up in their feelings too much on that kind of, of stuff. Of course that, that, and that's what that is. Yeah. So anyway, um, Coburn's the bigger loss. But yes, three huge like this. I don't know if we're going to have a more consequential day in the offseason in terms of like draft decisions like this. You know, by, by pure nature of just of of Shibuya alone. Um, where are you going to drop UCLA? Do you know yet? I do not know yet. Let's let's talk through it in real time. OK, yeah. move North Carolina up to one. Now, Kentucky's two. Yeah. Who you like UCLA or Baylor? Who's the team after it? Houston. Who's the team after it? Arkansas. I think I'm moving. I think I'm going Carolina one, Kentucky two, Baylor three, Houston four, Arkansas five. And now we got to pick between UCLA and Gonzaga. Gonzaga with Timmy. Yes. Oh, boy. Again. Subject to many modifications between now and the fall. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's only been two weeks, and we're about to be at version 5.0. Uh, Jaime Hawkins is coming back to UCLA, and then Jules Bernard, I think, also did Jules Bernard also declare today? But he's like going to come. Like, yeah, he's he testing the water, maintaining his eligibility. I assume guys like that are yeah. coming back to school because where's Jules Bernard going? We'll we'll see soon. Uh, but you're, yeah, if you're picking between going to the G League. Or playing in front of Amari Bailey's mom. What are you doing? Oh, what are you doing? Thick boy, thick. I would go Gonzaga, then Bruins seven. Who's eight? Real quick. Uh, Kansas. Yeah, go UCLA seven. Yeah, UCLA seven. That's what you want. You want UCLA at seven. Yeah, it's fine with me. I think done. That's- Consider it done. Glad we did this. It's kind of like um, uh, brainstorm session. Yeah, plus it saves me time. Like I would have to work through that mentally after we get done with this. Now it's done. UCLA is going to be. You're good to go. I just I just yeah. saved you 15 minutes. You're welcome. More like five, but sure. Okay. Call it seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this emergency edition? Well, I, I think you're right about Kofi Coburn because uh, Chris Hassel on HQ asked me. Uh, all right, listen, we just explained in great detail why Oscar Shibway is coming back to Kentucky. Why does that same logic not apply? To Kofi Coburn, because they're in very similar situations. Consensus All-Americans, um, big programs, uh, you know, not great NBA prospects. 
because of the way the game is played. I made this point on HQ. I don't know if you watched Grizzlies Timberwolves last night, but Stephen NBA TV is my Pac-12 network. I don't get it, so I couldn't. What? Watch. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. I don't get it. Anyway, continue. Um, Stephen Adams is Grizzlies starting center. Been important to everything they do all season long. Played three minutes last night. Like he started the game. What? He played three minutes. He's a starter who has been awesome all season. But the way the playoffs get played, man, he can't play. Like not in this series because of Carl Anthony Towns. Because they got Carl Anthony Towns out on the perimeter. This is exactly why Kofi Coburn, not a first-round pick. Exactly why Oscar Shibwe is not a first-round pick. They would have been 25 years ago. My God, imagine Kofi Coburn coming out at the same time as Shaquille O'Neal. They might have gone one and two in the NBA draft. They might have gone first and second in the NBA draft. Well, no, because Oscar Shibwe would have also declared and he would have gone before in Coburn. But yeah. Yeah, like, and these guys, but these guys now, man, they cannot play. It, it not, not, it, and there's very specific matchups that you get involved with in the playoffs and, and you, you're rendered unplayable. Rudy Gobert wins defensive player of the year all the time, gets into the playoffs, and it's like, can they play him? Like, when the Clippers went small last season, it was a real problem. And like last night, I mean, in game one, Timberwolves Grizzlies, Stephen Adams, like it, it, it became obvious quickly that this is a problem. He's trying to guard Carl Anthony Towns out to the three-point line. They can't. Um, they're putting him in ball screens. He can't guard in space. They just get, so it was like for two days, the big question was like, what do you do with Steven Adams? And this even surprised me because I didn't think they'd go completely away. He started last night, played three minutes. They pulled him, never put him back in the game. They're starting center. So when you can't do these very specific things, it's hard to stay on a court um, in the NBA playoffs. And so to get it back to Sheepway and Cobra, they, they both find themselves in that situation. It doesn't mean they can never, ever, ever play in the NBA. It just means this is why they're not projected first-round picks. Um, neither is a great rim protector, and both struggle with the things that we've talked about. So Chris Hassel asked me, like, what was what, so why Sheepway does one thing and, and Cobra does the other? And I think sometimes the obvious answer is the best answer. Guys are motivated by different things. Like Oscar Sheepway seems to like enjoy college and knows that he can make a lot of money in college. And I'm confident that Kofi Coburn could make a lot of money in college too and was aware of that and probably just decided for one reason or another, but I don't want to. I'm ready to be done with, as you put it, this portion of my life. And by the way, just because I don't think Kofi Coburn is going to be in the NBA next season doesn't mean he doesn't think He's going to be in the NBA next season. Uh, you've got to sometimes when you're talking. Be, about, I mean, it's not unthinkable. Oh, no, he, he might be there. Like Kobe Coburn can get drafted and be on a roster. That that's, that is within. It, yeah, it's possible. Sometimes Absolutely. I feel like the big man discussion gets way too simplified. It's not just that. Like, there's room for those kind of players at that level. It's just they're not as seen as valuable as they once were. Like by a factor of like five or six. That's all. that's right. So like, I'm confident whether I think or any NBA draft analyst believes Kofi Coburn will be on a guaranteed contract in the NBA next season. He believes that he will be. Sometimes it's important to get into the mindset of guys like this. Imagine being awesome at something your entire life and then not believing you're going to continue to be awesome at it, regardless of the circumstances. Like these guys always, like I've been awesome forever. I don't care what you say. Just put, let me, let me get in. Let me go to the combine. Let me get in these workouts. I'll show these guys what I can do. I'll get picked. And then he either will or he won't, and he'll either get a contract or he won't, and uh, 
he'll live with his decision for better or worse. I, I wish him luck. But that's an, important to understand. As we sit here and explain why Kofi Coburn isn't a perfect NBA prospect, it doesn't mean that Kofi Coburn agrees. It doesn't mean that Kofi Coburn doesn't think he'll be in the NBA next season. And, you know, these are just I, – I, I, the best explanation is, is that probably. He, he thinks he does have an NBA future, and um, he's ready to get to that. Uh, Oscar Shibwe was, you know, willing to put that off for at least a year uh, to maximize what he can make and maximize his time at the University of Kentucky. Both decisions are fine with me. I've uh, There was a time in my career where I thought I knew what everybody ought to do, but um, I abandoned that mindset a long time ago. Um, now I my only hope for all of these people is that they're well-informed when it comes time to make these big, life-altering decisions. And then, you know what? Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter uh, much to me. Uh, like I said on the previous podcast, I got three sons. I, I tend to worry about their decisions, not the decisions of college basketball players. You ready to get out of here? You can roll. My man's ready to get on with his 420, it, it, it appears. <laughs> not a shot. Not a shot? No shot. No. Yeah. I'm about like to, to go watch my kids, man. What are you talking there, about? there is nobody in the world got that many guitars hanging behind them without some edibles in a drawer somewhere. Zero edibles in this house. You got some edibles somewhere. Not, I've never ingested an edible in my life. Do you, have a drug, in it. you have a drug dealer? No, I do not. You need one. I don't. Okay. Although the the emergency intro, which you haven't heard that I recorded for the for the podcast feed for this, I did I did lean on on the uh, the four twenty four twenty, bro. I can't even believe it. Is that what people do when they get high? Talk like that? Uh, you would know more than any. I don't know. I don't think I would talk like that if I were high. Uh, you want to try that sometime? You want to you want to see? If that's true. I think I would probably just sit there and watch YouTube for a few hours. Your best. Your best, um, I know there's like 12 year olds. So your best Mary Jane adjacent album that you like to go to. What's, what's, you know, not that you like, you know, not that the activity go with it, but what's, you know, best stoner record. What's your best, what's your go to stoner record? I don't, I don't. Okay. Yeah, it's not really my thing. I yeah, mean, you're going you're gonna to throw on like a little Bob Marley every now and then. I guess that would be what applied, right? You'd be like, I'll listen to some Marley. It sounds like the most cliche thing you could it do. Sounds like, would you not do it? I have never gotten high and listened to Bob Marley. No. I didn't say you had to do the first thing. I would just say, well, would you not listen to Bob Marley? I, it's probably been 25 years since I put on a Bob Marley album. Wow. Okay. Like everybody owned it in high school. Right. <laughs> everybody had that album. But like, I don't know. And not that I don't think there's, I don't know. I just haven't listened to Bob Marley in a long time. <laughs> Clearly talented guy. Just Sneaky good one is the self-titled dispatch record. From the late 90s that got repressed, I think, in 04. Bang, bang. Real ones now. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Ryan Warhurst. 6'6 legend. Scored four points in four games for Baylor 1995-96 season. Shouts to Larnell. And thank you guys once again for listening to the Ion College Basketball Podcast. Around hole 13 or 14 on a golf course of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We need five stars. We need nice reviews. There's more of us than there are of them. Don't let them, don't let them make you feel bad. There's more of us than there are of them. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, double bird. I could flip it, but I'm not going to. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're going to talk to you again. I think we've decided. I think we decided Friday, right? I mean, I, I'm going to be at the Bronx Zoo. Yeah. So I will not be here. 
I'll be here. If I you might, want, it's your call. I might, I, I might get dressed up again. Have we even talked about how sharp I look right now? We haven't. Should we? I don't think so. All right. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.